Welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes the EMEA and America's Apple Edgy chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined by my friends and colleagues, as always, Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Hey, how are you doing? You've yeah. been working a lot. A little stressed. Yeah, yeah I literally, <laughs> I'm staying in a hotel in Glasgow, um, and I have been in the hotel for six minutes at this stage. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I superb. Mean, <laughs> yeah. That's how much I love you guys. You got your priorities right, mate. I do, I do. Yeah, it's uh, the room's freezing as well, so I'm sitting here with uh, I'm sitting here with layers on, waiting for the hotel to heat up. But yeah, how, and, how are things with you? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, we've been doing some uh, adventures today, me and my son. So nice. that's been good. And now I'm here with you, so you can't get better. And we're always happy to have you. Someone else who does a lot of stuff with his son in terms of creativity is Mr. Matthew Pullen down in Wales. Hey, Matt. Hello, Hal. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, yeah. You're on half term uh, just now? Or? No, next week is half term for us. So okay. this week is just sort of finishing up on a couple of projects and then looking forward to, yeah, doing some doing some more family stuff next week. So Awesome. Yeah, you, were doing some, uh, you were doing some work with your... your um, so student teachers last week, weren't you? Were you doing anything with them this week, or is it? Are they yeah, kind of no, finishing up? Or? No, they're in again. They're in again. Uh, so this week, uh, cannot for the life of me remember what we're meant to be doing this week. But I'm sure it'll be fun and engaging as always. Oh, we're doing maker spaces. That's what we're doing. This week. Ooh, nice! I do know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> you always know what you're doing. That's the. I that's always the know best what I'm doing. Yeah, and then uh, it's someone. Yeah, be good. yeah, and someone who also knows what they're doing, but also likes to keep us in suspense because he's been very quiet and we're not sure we could hear him. It's Mr. Kurt Kleinen. Hey, 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 guys! Good to hear you. Yeah, how are you? Oh, wonderful! Yeah. It's been uh, <clears throat> it's been a productive, creative weekend. Um, we've been at the uh, Creative Constructor Lab, and I won't tell you where yet. I know where. Uh, I know, I know where. Matt, I, know, I know you guys are, are Googling. So <laughs> no, I know where it was. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram. I know where it is. <laughs> so with, so it'll uh, be an easy one on that one. Yeah. With, uh, with, uh, I think this is going to be a big easy uh, one for us to guess. With hashtag where's Kurt. Let's, uh, let's see. We started with Johan last week. Let's start with Matt this week. Oh, Three I'm guesses. Uh, it's in the, it's, I'll America. give you a clue, so maybe the the listeners could uh, at least <clears throat> try to guess without um, checking out my social media. Um, <laughs> it sounded like I was almost back in Europe. That's how much French was being spoken in this place in the US. Well, I did uh... say it was going to be a big easy cart. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a lot of shrimp there? There is a lot of shrimp there. A lot of fried uh, food. Down the yeah. I know. I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so a lot of fried food. Uh, is it on the sort of it's like south coast of America? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, is it Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> Martin's, Martin's geography. <laughs> How can you miss that? I that's know where it is. It's Minnesota. It has to be in Minneapolis. There's an it's S. Minnesota. It's Viking town. You know, only an S in the city. Oh. Maine. Yeah. Okay. I do. I know where it is. I'm just sort of dragging it out. So. Yeah. No. Exactly. I know. So time for that this week. Oh yeah. Are you in? New no, Orleans? we don't. New I Orleans. am in 
and and the proper way, and I'm I'm trying to like get it in the proper way is Norlands. 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 Yeah. It's one word. It's not New Orleans or um, however you wanna. Uh, if you're a local and the locals have been um, teaching me, um, so it's Norlands. But nice. the French one is Orléans. Orléans. New Orleans. Oui, oui. Yeah. Nouveau Orléans. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So brilliant. Uh, you, you're certainly a man that's well traveled, but you're also a man who's quite clear and articulate. So why don't you tell everyone what's coming up on this week's show? Well, let's start with the hashtag of the week, and that's something that I picked out of one of the the two chats that were uh, were running on October 15, and it's called hashtag Kindercats. And it's a, a group of kindergartners who started a podcast together with um, with the teacher. Um, and I always love that kids show their creativity early on, um, specifically at that age when they um, they don't have any fear yet. And, and there's no boundaries and everything's possible. So um, hashtag kindercats. Um, and nice. then going into the topics, uh, Michael O'Kane and Alice Nutt talked about concepts in code, which is part two of the EU code week. That's mm-hmm. happening. And then uh, the America's chat was about level up um, classroom tips and tricks. And that was hosted by Felicity Treptow and Shayla Fortenberry. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, do we tell the listeners about the special questions with Matt we've got coming up? Or do we leave that as a surprise? Surprise. I think we'll leave it as a surprise. Guys, rest assured, this is a show you don't want to miss. And right after this little jingle, we're going to get started with the EMEA chat. Sound good? Thanks, good. Speak to you soon. If you're hearing this uh, handsome, dulcet Scottish tone, then that means it's time for the EMEA recap. This week, as Kurt has just told us, was the second in our special two-part episode, all on hashtag EU Code Week. This week, it was hosted by Alice Nutt and Michael O'Kane, two people who uh, are no strangers when it comes to coding. Alice is at Leighton Primary, which has just been heavily featured by Apple Education, and Michael has done a lot of work with Swift Playground. So when it came to hosts, we had two that were perfectly placed. The tweet of the week comes from a mutual friend of all of us, Ruben Bennett Santos, uh, ADE 2019. And it was in response to question six, which is the uh, question that I'm wanting you guys to um, answer as well. Um, He said, being a language teacher, he had never thought of using coding. However, thanks to the Everyone Can Code material, I learned how to code and I became an Apple certified trainer. So now I can teach Swift to my students. If I did it, it's true that hashtag everyone can code. I thought that was a great sentiment. He's one of these guys who just takes everything on board. And um, I had a chance to sit in a session with him in Berlin last year. Uh, there was a special uh, Everyone Can Code uh, Summit. And the for someone who's not a natural coder, he is very, very talented. Um, he's, he does a lot of work with um, the, the guys who helped develop your uh, app, didn't they? Uh, doesn't yes. he, uh, so Kurt? Yeah. Carlos Garcia and, uh, and Ruben. Um, they are both language teachers, and I was lucky to see them present on it, um, how they use language and coding and, and made that transition. And um, I think it was two episodes ago, I made that analogy uh, mm-hmm. where coding and, and um, grammar um, look very similar. And it's once you catch on to it and see it, and these two are, are a brilliant example of that. That's, oh, what right? I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought, actually. Shouldn't they be the best? 
the, in, yeah, terms of, in terms of the, the syntax language. and how it, in, in terms of the syntax <laughs> no. and how it all goes together, Johan, do you mean that way? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was. Uh, yeah. How at. to structure the code? You know, structuring the code, exactly. structuring a story. The two are very, very similar in terms of how they. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, Johan, I'm actually wanting to start with you because you're obviously a dance teacher. And, well, you're a dancer and you were a biology teacher, um, but you've also got yep. experience in coding. And we've spoken about this quite a lot. I'm not wanting to go over some of the same things, but did you ever think that you would be someone who would start to teach code or have code as part of their subject? Did, it, did your teaching practice have to evolve? How did that all come about? Well, actually, it com came about when I had a challenge or I had cha a challenge to solve something together with my students. And I, I think we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. What I think is brilliant with code and code, uh, especially today, is that it solves a lot of problems or it has potential to solve a problem. So um, we were actually looking at uh, a problem. Uh, in uh, nature science and we couldn't really find a solution to it in a, in a classical sense and then a, a student said let's, uh, let's make an app that actually takes a closer to solving the problem so that's how it, it just came about yeah. so it was just problem solving in, in a sense and I think that's what's amazing with codes and we've seen some amazing examples with saving lives even you know, uh, and and protecting uh, women apps that put women together that are threatened and, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That I think it's so excellent. Uh, so, yeah, that's my first experience actually. That's quite. That's that's um, a good approach to take with it. Sort of setting yourself a challenge and setting the way that you've done it, Matt. Speaking of challenges and the way that you've kind of you do, you like to do the the um, the breakouts and the the sort of the escape rooms, and that's a, a level of of coding. How do you um, how do you work with your student teachers to help them? Because obviously their practice is brand new. So how do you help them evolve their practice uh, to maybe incorporate code when they're maybe you know, like yourself, a PE teacher or a science teacher, or or there are people with that kind of background. How do you how do you approach it when they're just starting out? I think it echoes what Johan was just saying. Really, it's it's a it's a logical approach to things, isn't it? And and I don't I don't I think if you take the coding out of it, and we we echoed on this last week as well with computational yeah. thinking. If you take that out of it, it's just logical thinking, and and I think I try to introduce it to them in as simplistic a term as possible so that mm -hmm. they don't get scared by it um so that they can then start to break things down and, and ultimately doing anything for the first time you're coding yourself yeah um you know, you're coding yourself to tie a shoelace or tie your tie or or walk in a straight line or whatever it might be so i think when we when we break everything down to that entity and and build up the idea that if you just look at it that way it's just then like learning a language yeah. um and once you get the language into it or even not even doing the full-on coding. You know, we, we've both done the, the app prototyping activities and that whole idea, again, of here's a problem to solve. How could we solve the problem? And I might not know the whole pieces of the jigsaw, but, but I might have an idea. And if I worked with somebody else who then knew how to code that and then someone else who knew how to market that or something, we could come up with something amazing. Um, so, again, it's just pulling all those pieces together, I think. 
yeah, I think uh, what I'm also curious to, to to know is obviously your your student teachers are coming in at a time where coding is you know it's very high profile. It's prevalent. It's pre- prevalent in a in a lot of schools and a lot of approaches. How has the um, how has the response been? How have your students actually felt about the prospect of having to come in and teach code? Um, usually um, the faces are filled with absolute fear when I first say to them, okay. we, did, we did code in two weeks ago. Um, yeah. And instantly it was, uh, you know, shock and not sure where to start. Um, and by the end of the session, usually can't wait to do this. When can we, you know, can we do this again? Um, looking forward to teaching this. And, and it's just, it's really getting rid of the myths mm-hmm. around what coding is around, making it fun. So we do a lot of stuff with Spheros uh, mm-hmm. because we can link it directly with with problem solving and um, directional language. So we can bring in Welsh, you know, language development with that as well because they've got to know how to, to do um, directional language in in Welsh. Um, and I think when they see that it can be a fun learning activity that isn't really the traditional view of sitting in front of a computer and typing in ones and zeros, then. Uh, and actually, the other thing that they found out for themselves is so cross-curricular that there's no, you know, coding isn't a separate entity. And, and I think if people teach it as a separate entity, they're missing the point of what it can be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the I think that's the important thing is kind of getting over that. I, I thought that might have been the case with them, you know, having worked with teachers and sort of introduced coding to them, sort of seen that that look of initial fear and the stigma yeah. around it, the, the sort of the. The, it's and it's it's true even when it comes to, to to any sort of you know device training they have that initial fear I had that with um, teachers that I was working with today albeit it was um it wasn't coding it was kind of out of the box way but once yeah. they saw that link and they saw that connection to how it can all kind of fit together that's that's kind of when the the veil was dropped and the the fear was dropped and suddenly they were they were embracing it and kind of taking it taking it on full board. Yeah. Um. Great points, Matt. Thank you, Kurt. I'm just wanting to come to you because out of the four mm-hmm. of us, you're someone who um has really sort of pivoted um sort of more so, I would say, than than <laughs> than the rest of us in terms of in terms of where you started and where you are now. Because mm-hmm. you're also out of the four of us, someone who has recently released an app. You, we were talking about you working with uh, Carlos Garcia and uh, Ruben yeah. Bennett, Bennett Santos. How does the um how does your sort of design eye and code, how do they intersect? How, how does that sort of come together? How does that evolve? Well, actually, Matt mentioned it. Um, I also went to one of those today at Apple workshops where we did the prototyping, um, and that happened in Keynote, believe it or mm-hmm. not, um, and then setting up a link-only presentation to export that as a video or an animated GIF and show them this is what's in my head, more okay. or less. Um, and this is what I want the functionality of the app to be. Um, the same approach I did with um, reaching out to a high school student over here in Tennessee called Hayden Watson, um, who um, built the modern Magic 8-Ball, which we then together transformed into the uh, Magic Create Ball oh, um, nice. to promote creativity, um, build, building in that gaming bit uh, yeah. for people who've who've played around with the carrot weather app. So where you can set the yeah, weather yeah, yeah. responses to like, yeah. yeah. And, and like a little snorky things and there's yeah. some gaming in there, but also, um, which is always important for me is having it fully accessible. Um, and, and to see the hunger of, of this kid, um, in trying to understand, oh yeah, I can make this app, um, 
and connect it with with Siri um, and voiceover and then building achievements in um, so that when you use that, um, that that you get that unlock the batch or or challenge or whatever integration you want to call it. Um, And he's thinking about that. So I'm trying to from from my point of view, give them the the design and the simplicity. Yeah. Um, looking at the um, things for people with low vision or blindness, um, how can we? Um, if you have hearing deficiency, um, how how accessible is it um, when when you maybe not as mobile? Um, and the personalization part. So everyone can set it to their own and and that covers a lot of the themes that the the chats have been going about yeah Um, equity and all of that um trying to get that in so from my design point of view um thinking about all senses and unlocking all those abilities it was really nice to to see a student um be very hungry jump on that integrate that into an app um that you can now personalize and he he took it to another level yeah that it, it's quite interesting to to hear the sort of similarities that all three of you brought across there. The fact that you know the what's quite key here, even though we're talking about coding, is the the kind of communication approach and how important that communication aspect is, either from you know a sharing of the learning intention or a sharing to the design brief or even a, a communication as to this is the problem that we want to solve. It's I I, I love how. The, the 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 sort of overarching part of that there is if the, you're actually wanting to be successful at coding, being a good communicator is actually a, a, a good part of that. And it's it's something that pupils can really start to build that communication skill when they're working on a project or a coding project together, is if they have a good idea, if they have that idea in their head that they put onto an app prototype using Keynote, they share it with, you know, the the, the next person down the line. It almost mm-hmm. becomes like a it almost like it becomes like a full fully fledged software design, you know, studio where you're And going in a way, from. Martin, don't you think coding is like teaching when you're oh, yeah. delivering instructions? Absolutely. If, if you give the wrong instruction, then something will happen in your classroom. And then you react to it saying, oh, that's not what I um, expected to happen. So I go back and maybe I have to rethink my instruction, which brings it to Matt's um, like future teachers. Yeah. Um, and, and to get it all in, in that flow. And taking that different approach and sort of seeing, right, this is, the, this is how it should look as we go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Guys, I that's, uh, you know, that's another high point to end on. Johan, you've been quiet for a wee bit. Is there anything final you want to add? Have you said all you want to say on this? Have you got, have you got a mouthful of ice cream? Is that the problem? I got <laughs> a mouthful of ice cream, definitely. <laughs> I, I think we should move, move on. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much. The, uh, the, the it's got a little that, coding ice cream going that's on. It. Like sprinkled he's, in the, he's de-icing his uh, debug. Um, guys, the, wakelet, the, yeah. the link for the wakelet is in the show notes as always. And when we come back, Kurt, it's over to you for the America's Recap. Great. Halfway through this podcast and one block closer to something special coming up after this. But first, we talk about leveling up and um, sharing some of your classroom tips and tricks, which was uh, hosted by Felicity Treptow and Shayla Fortenberry. Um, A very broad uh, topic this week. 
Um, there was that gaming element in there, and I, I picked out one question um, that stood out to me, and I thought, oh, we haven't really talked about community. Um, we talk a lot about our classroom and, and um, uh, being teachers. Um, this one was getting parents and guardians in the game can be difficult. Um, and, and I know they asked for tools, but I wanted to see um, what you guys think, what we can do using technology in um, fostering that community and how can we bring parents in? How can we bring maybe local enterprises in? Um, how can we do that? What do you think? I think, I think the parents thing is, is huge to get them engaged and get them understanding what what children could do. I'm always kind of taken back to that Apple advert at Christmas time a few years ago. Um, the focus is on the, the child who, who looks disengaged for the entire mm-hmm. advert until yeah, the end. Exactly. And then he, he shows the video of, of everything he's captured. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that, again, you know, we talked about this in coding as well. It's, it's the common misconceptions that people have around what technology in the hands of a child is actually all about in their eyes, not what we view it as and maybe how we use it as adults. But but what does a child really do with it? And I think when you can explain what a child potentially can do with this device and how it how it can give them a new way to share their inner thoughts and emotions and all sorts of things, I think that that's a powerful thing to really engage parents into. Um, you know, for instance, I... I, I talk a lot to my students about school and school life for children and ultimately when you're in school you are you are given a set of friends to be friends with right you you go Mm -hmm. to school you didn't choose those other 30 people that are in your class and they're they're given to you but with with students now getting to that social media age they can choose a much wider friendship group and people say they've been antisocial on their phones but but ultimately, they may well be in a group chat with 30 people from around the world and being really sociable. It's just what does sociable look like for a child? And it might be right. It might be wrong. I'm not saying it's one or the other, but I think there's definitely a piece needed around understanding what it is like to be a child with the technology they have. Because yeah. we didn't have it when we were younger. So it's very hard for us to try and understand how we would have lived if we'd had that. Is that the, still a thing then? Um, like I felt like my parents might have lost interest, um, not to, to like blame or anything. Um, but once you're in that university or college, um, they're they're checking in with you. Um, but even from from higher ed, I've, I don't feel that there's a big par- uh, parent participation. Like where no. in in elementary schools, there's these spaghetti evenings or something like that um, mm. to, to raise money and to do something. Um, how does a university tackle that problem? Uh, I would say it gets less and less and less. I think mm-hmm. the last real input that we get with parents in higher ed is the open day before they've chosen to really join. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because ultimately we, we know that, you know, the younger you are, the parents are there because they need to be there, you know, pick up and, and drop off and all of those sorts of things. You get to secondary school, children have a bit more independence so parents don't pick up and drop off. So there's a loss there. And then in university, you potentially you're away from home. So therefore you're not on the doorstep anymore. But but everybody still wants to have somebody to feel proud of them mm-hmm. and to share what they've achieved. And 
you know, when, when you consider certainly my students, what they go through and, and they come out the other end of it, you know, hugely changed, I would hope, and very professional, um, again, I would hope. Um, I think there's something there where you, you almost want your parents to be super excited for what you've achieved. And um, I don't know. I don't really know an answer to that, Kurt. It's got me no. thinking, what, yeah. what could I do differently? And, and is there an opportunity around Christmas time where where students could invite their parents in and say, can, can I show you what I do? You know, exactly. Because my exactly. mum still doesn't know what I do. And, you know, I've been doing it for 18 years. Yeah. yeah but yeah. has never seen it, has never seen what I do. And my wife says all the time as well, she'd love to love to come and sit in the back of a room when I'm doing a training session because she'd just mm-hmm. love to see it. But she's never seen me do what I do. So um, um, I'm asking because I have my mum coming into uh, a presentation um, in two days. And, and that hopefully explains to her what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And I'm not not just like behind a computer or something like that or on a device <laughs> the whole time in my own world. Um, it's not all games, mom, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> you guys are all fathers and I and heavily into the technology bit. So there must be some common ground. Um, and Martin, I would like to uh, get that question to you. Um, how do you use technology to connect um with your children or are there any activities that you do together um i believe so um from from like things that i've seen happening um yeah yeah we actually do quite a lot together um in terms of technology um obviously when i'm traveling quite a lot um the one of the 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 easy ways that we stay together is we have an iMessage group chat um and i think that's that's quite important for them i mean they're 10 and 8 but it's quite important that you know they they learn how to appropriately respond to things and how they how they how how to actually behave when they're in a, a group message like that their responsibility as as a digital citizen even though i hate that phrase digital citizen because it's just <laughs> it's just a citizen but knowing how knowing how to respond how to deal with things how to report things those types of skills are important and uh, just sort of echoing back some of the things that have been said when we're engaging parents in that way i think it's important to break down those misconceptions that all screen time is bad time um, mm-hmm. you know screen time can be if screen time is done properly it can be very very effective one of the things that um toby and elise and myself like to do is we'll do um we'll do shared minecraft where the three of us will sit together in a in a minecraft world we'll be sitting at different parts of the of the house but we'll all be in the same world and we'll be building something and we'll be using the built-in chat element or we'll have an iMessage uh, group sitting where we'll go right let's build this together or let's take a look at this together and it's 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 important that meaningful time spent together doesn't always necessarily mean face-to-face time as much as as much as I spend nearly every waking minute that my children are awake having having me there um the the, the the ability to the ability to t- still share creative projects look at what we're doing right now you know, we've got one person in Wales, one in Sweden, you're in New Orleans, I'm in Glasgow. We are still taking part in a very creative project right now. And I think getting pupils aware of, as Matt says, what they can do from an early on age is important for them to know how to tackle things when they actually leave school, when they get to higher education, when they get to further education and they go into university, they're already going to be equipped with the skills that it doesn't matter if they don't see me every day they know how to get in touch with me they know how to tell me what's going on mm-hmm. you know i live you you live far away from 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 your parents or from your mum, sorry uh, and your your mum and dad and and you know they're over in belgium you're 
over in the states. Mm-hmm. I live I live two hundred miles from my mum, but I still I still speak to my mum multiple times a day in some instances. I think the the idea that you have to be in the same room to effectively show what you do is 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 where the change is happening right now we can we can effectively collaborate communicate and innovate while not necessarily doing it face to face yeah i think you can i just say i think you nailed it there as well mark when you talk about this educating people about communicating in different ways because if we don't ever really teach our, our learners about the possibilities of using technology to communicate, then how are they ever going to know to use it in the right way? And, yeah. and I think you, you nailed that there talking about, you know, you don't have to be face-to-face all the time. And as much as face-to-face is great, the world is a very big place. And if you only ever relied on face-to-face, you, you're missing out on so many opportunities. But how do you positively structure that kind of um, online communication? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm 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 just going to piggyback on that one um, in a in a slightly different way if it's all right. Pop on you, man. No, <laughs> you know when um, when the young people they just watch the young people play, the young people because I'm not one of them <laughs> or the children they they just watch other people on youtube playing or or mm-hmm. something that is mm-hmm. very strange for me and uh you know my son is watching a lot of different things um and then suddenly i realized he was playing a game where it was a subtitle in english and he was reading it in in like television speed and he's an eight mm-hmm. yeah, so eight. then suddenly i realized that he learned quite a lot of English just by listening to YouTube and understanding that. So I then picked that up really directly. And after dinner, every night, we just speak English. And that's what happens, yeah? That's what happens. And talk about inclusion and and, um, immigrants coming in and learning a new language. I've seen the same thing happening with my wife who um, led like a one-to-one project and all the courses were digital everything you got was a an ipad and itunes u and everything was on there and all of a sudden um moms and dads were taking the same courses together with their kids because they were hungry for knowing what they were doing but also interested in oh i wanted to brush up um my spanish for instance so Mm -hmm. that communication with that and being interested in what's happening i really like that you mentioned that you want yeah, I think that's important just to um, see what they're interested in and just um, bring it out of them. Can you say it like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Talking about being interested and being um, great fathers that you guys are. Um, this You can hear me coming, Matt. Um, this is the bridge <laughs> to... Uh, no, but I like what you do. You, you go out um, with Max and, and you support him. You try things out um, and both are inspirations for each other. Um, and I, I enjoy from, from afar um, what's, what's happening over there. I, I believe it's time maybe to reveal that we have a special guest. We certainly And we'll do, hear yeah. that. And we'll see maybe even a, a live demo or a live jingle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting my hopes up here. Um, oh. but we'll hear more of that. Thank you guys for this part. More of this after this break. Thanks, guys.
see someone's go. been playing around. Someone's yeah. watched like <laughs> oh, Space nice. Team, Star Wars. Someone's been watching Very some well, movies. You know, it's the younger generation. So, um, so guys, without further ado, uh, this is questions with Matt. Before you start mocking the jingle like in usual, um, <laughs> we do have we do have a special guest with us uh, this week, um, and it is Max, who we talk about, or I certainly talk about quite a lot. Um, hey, hey Max. Max, how you doing? Hey Max. Oh, fine. Hey guys. Excellent. So thanks for all the hard work you're putting your dad through. Hey, you're making week. your dad look good every week, buddy. Just you know. Yeah, I have to do it just so that he he looks good in front of his friends. Well, that's oh, good. <laughs> wow. I'm looking forward to the Christmas album, Max. <laughs> so. Um, Talking of the jingles, um, I think it's it's fair to say that you do teach me an awful lot. And one of the sessions, or one of my questions really, is about one of the sessions you did as part of the Today at Apple stuff that we've been over to, to the store to have a look at. Um, and you came back, you did a theme tunes with jingles, didn't you? Looking yeah. at that and came back to teach me that. So I just wanted you to kind of share what what has been the inspiration on your creativity of taking part in some of those sessions and what have you enjoyed? Well, um, I've done a Clips Magic, which is like, so I do some acting at the first part, then I have to do a move, which would then be paused and then we quickly change some parts in the set and then dad would carry on filming. I like lift my hands and there might be something there. Uh, also for the jingles, uh, I had to teach dad how to do it. Um... <laughs> wow. We knew it. We Honestly, knew it. it comes from a child's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouth of beans. Yeah, it's really fun. So what, what, what has what's that changed for you in terms of how you see creativity and learning and you know because going to a shop to go to fundamentally school is is a bit different is that what was that experience like well um it's it's more fun than school but um the experience is that it's really fun because you don't do like all different sessions it's like based on one thing which is like create on iPads. Awesome. Thanks. So, do you, Kurt, do you, oh God. No. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Max. Do you do you feel that you're learning at the same time as you're having fun? Or yeah. The, so, but but you think about it, or it's just fun. Um, you have to think about like some of the things, but it's mostly just fun. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shouldn't school be that? Yeah. Let's not ban yeah. that F word anymore. Yeah. And the fun word, I mean. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the PG show now. Yes, exactly. Um, I did have a question, and, and it's related to that school. Um, I've seen you do a lot of um, videos now, and you've gotten really, really good at it. Did you get any chance to express your creativity in school? Like where, uh, where you walk into school and you show your teachers and say, look, um, this is what I can do. Maybe I could use it as a teleport and I could go into history and interview one of the famous people in history. I'm just giving you an idea. Um, no, not really. We don't do much on the iPads in school. Okay. But at home... So, 
Yeah. So at home, at home you make a lot because you and and together with your friends. Um, yeah. And then, how do you feel about sharing that work um, through your dad and his social media and getting feedback on that? Uh, it's actually really nice because I kind of like people seeing what I can do and all of my. To keep apps. a list of like this is the one that's got the most likes or views. Uh, secretly. Well, Dad does like um, show me most of the things, and he goes like, "Max, guess how many views you have for this video?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And then he shows me. So it's are most, you interested in mostly that? dad that thinks it's good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, what's next? Uh, oh, sorry, Johan, go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering, what do you do in school that that you think is creative? Um. Well, um, as I said earlier, we don't really do much in school, so not like art. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I like I like um art. Art's like one of my favorite subjects. Um, it's and mostly drawing, though. Yeah. Max, I've got a, it's Martin here, buddy. I've got a, a a question for you because I know you're really into your your drama. And you've been doing, your dad was telling us that you had everybody in the audience when you were doing Peter Pan, they were all kind of responding to you really well. Do you think your confidence has increased because dad shares so much of the the creative stuff you do at home online? Do you think that's kind of got you over any nervousness you maybe had? Uh, yeah, because I remember I used to be really nervous, but then as soon as we started doing like things that would go on the internet, I actually started building up that confidence. So yeah, that's good. Right. Good work. And, and what about your 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 projects? Do you do you plan them beforehand? Do you and your dad sit down and plan them out, or do you just kind of give it a go and see what works? Well, we're usually just like in an everyday situation like watching tv and maybe like watching youtube and then we find like a video um that we that we'd like to try and um make but change it a bit so this kind of like our own version yeah tell me yeah. one of the ones i really liked was the one that you did with the um the empty bottle of water and the ice cube how did that come about um well, um, one of Dad's friends um, gave me the water bottle and then we kind of had to do like a um, a video to kind of say thank you. Uh-huh. So uh, the first thing I was thinking of was maybe like um, to use Scrabble words and then like I shake up the water bottle, pour it into a bowl and then it shakes out thank you. But um, mm. then Dad had a different <laughs> idea, which I really like, was the, um, and it was the one that we do the ice cube. So um, I held the water bottle, and then I get the ice cube in the other hand. Then I smash it to the bottle. Um, but the reason we were using the bottle, like the reason that um, we didn't y- y- use the word thank you in it was that like. It, we didn't have Scrabble, so um, we had to like um, change it a bit. So okay. we just did a video that used the bottle in it. 
but nice. yeah. I, I think we, as with as with most things the outtakes of some of our clips videos would be hysterical as well okay. so the first time Max tried to do that, the ice cube stuck to the plate in front of him, so he couldn't <laughs> pick up the ice cube. It, it, it uh, stuck onto the to the plate we were using. So, yeah, the outtakes are usually just as funny. So I think people see a thirty second clip, um, but usually they take us, you know, a good ten fifteen minutes yeah. to plan out and retake. Yeah. And so you're learning quite a lot about editing skills as well. Yeah. Aren't you? So good. I have one last question. What advice would you give your dad for his next jingle? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I said his next jingle, so it's going to be fully made by Matt. Um, I'd say maybe like add more lasers. Um, yeah, and like you could also add him saying um like questions with Matt, but in like a better. Like a robot so, voice or something like that. I get a lot of abuse when I try to like there you questions go. with Matt because oh, I can't. Exactly. I never say it in a way that makes it sound interesting, so I usually get laughed at. Yeah. So one thing to say, Max. Max has um, has been into university with me a few times when he has a training day in school, and he's taught my students how to do things. Um, so although he's not quite doing things in his school at the moment, um, he's kind of already jumped up to a career as a higher education lecturer and teaches my students which i think is is quite a useful thing for him to that's do as awesome. well so i think cool. from, from a professional learning point of view that's very very powerful to yeah. um have students with the teachers so you can immediately see that it works and it's not something that you read in a book and said oh if you use it in this way it will work i'll promise you um, and where the teacher is like yeah but come and do that with my class now you can see it there's a student there and student who's actually teaching your your teachers um so wonderful example yeah. well done thanks well, max thanks max. thank you yeah, thank you very thank much you. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed you enjoyed your first podcast and maybe this is something that we can uh, we can pick up and we'll have a max and dad podcast on a weekly event um but yeah thank you very much and guys if anybody else has any questions for me or indeed if anyone has any questions for max because i can see a new section coming on here um, or children in the classroom yeah children Learners, maybe class. yeah yeah we could do yeah. those so uh yeah please drop us some some questions and we'll let you know in the wrap up section next how to do that perfect okay here we go ready to wrap up this show. Um, there's only three of us here. We've had a slight change of things happening at the end of this week, but doesn't mean that we're any less funny. Um, That's when we get kids and they have to get into bed at a certain time, yeah? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's just it kind of throws everything, uh, it kind of throws a nice different balance in. But can I just say, Matt, what a natural uh, Max was. Boy, just the way he answered questions and everything, just hats off to him. It's it's funny, isn't it? I mean, you asked the question about his what's it done with his confidence and like there's things that he won't remember from when we did things like when he was five, we used to do homeworks and we'd send them off and he'd make his own little stories with drawings and I mean he did used to have a a, a lisp um and using the technology he, he listened to him to himself back so often that he actually taught himself to not have a lisp anymore because he wow. just used to practice words differently all the time and like he'll never remember that because you know it's five six years ago now but yeah. um 
yeah, the, I think the technology's had a big part to play in his confidence. And, you know, he absolutely loves making those videos. And, he, you know, again, he says it's our ideas. He's got a little notepad upstairs where he'll write down ideas. And I don't know if he gets them off the internet or, or whatever, but he does come up with these crazy ideas. And he'll just walk downstairs one evening or in the morning on the weekend, sit down, I've got an idea for a video. We could do this. And some of them are like crazy ideas. But he is... He's full of confidence, and I'm sure it's lots of other reasons for that as well. But I'd like to think that, you know, your question, Kurt, to him about the social media thing, yeah. um, he is aware that lots of people see him. But I don't know whether that's just the norm these days as well for kids that they understand social media and they understand the. the... Yeah, I was interested in hearing that because uh, more and more social media platforms are taking away the likes and all of that because yeah. it's not yeah. about that, but like it's it's about expressing yourself and. Um... Um, getting more of the interactions with it than, than and Star I think, Swap. Yeah, and I think he, I think more than the likes, I think he likes to know where people are seeing what he's doing. And it's that global audience as opposed yeah. to it being, you know, 500 likes or whatever. I think it's the fact that he, he I, I once showed him some of his clip stuff and there was someone in Canada, I think it was, who said, oh, thanks, Max. Um, we're going to use this as inspiration in our learning. And I, I told See? him that. And and that was the thing because where's Canada and why are they watching me? Yeah, that and that's, that's the world they grow up in. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, I go back into the like oh I would have never seen myself or any one of the students these days. I got an A, um, and here's my test. Yeah. And someone giving you likes for you getting an A. But if you do a cool video like this, you get responses immediately from from all over, and people share that. Um, yeah. No one's gonna reshare my fill in the blanks worksheet um, <laughs> unless someone reaches out and says i want that so i, I can it, yeah. uh, use the copier and um, use it for the rest of my career so yeah. no thank you to that i think mm. it goes back to what we were saying earlier about making sure that pupils are equipped with the skills to actually deal with um sharing their stuff online or, or communicating online or communicating with people from different areas and i think it's it's an important thing to remember is that you know we've all said it this is the norm for them now you know, it's this is this is how mm -hmm. life is evolving for them. They are the the social media generation, even more so than you know the the the, the kids who are you know in school just now. The, the 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 pupils who are eight, ten years old are the social media generation. That's just going to be second nature to them, and I think yeah. making sure that they are properly equipped to deal with that is is just as important as how to use the the, the equipment that they have in front of them. And, and, and that's what what was nice about the um, the talk that we had. We didn't talk about coding as a separate thing, and I don't think they see coding as a separate thing. No, um, it's just it's just part. Like things are programmed. There's driverless cars. There's there's apps that you use, um, and and coding is just in so much for them that it's not a different language. It's something that's part of their environment, yeah. their everyday life. Absolutely. Sorry, Matt. Cut I was just off. going to say we we talk we talk a lot about permission as well. So you know he knows I share his stuff on on Twitter, but I will always ask permission before I share any new video that he, that we've put together, um, mm -hmm. just so he understands that. And it's it's a simple way to get across that kind of social media sharing idea of just checking first. Are you happy for us to share this one? You know because he might he might get embarrassed by one of the things he does or. Um, he might not like, you know, his hair or whatever it might be. And, and I think it's important yeah. to just sort of not, I know he's my son and to some extent I have, you know, inbuilt permission to share what he does. 
but but to me i don't you know to me i think i i should always ask him if he's it's a good attitude yeah yeah with anyone just yeah. to ask like hey and specifically when we're talking about children and and posting pictures or videos of yeah. them online um just be aware yeah well with that i think it's uh time to close out the show but before we go Kurt do you want to tell everyone what's coming up on uh, next week's chats yes next week's chat on Tuesday October 22nd kick off with the first one that's at 8pm BSD the America uh, the EMEAS chat sorry it's uh, managing workload with iPad and that's by Catherine Mangan and uh, Stuart Hammersley and then a little bit later than that um, the America's chat that's on uh, October 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific time, assessing creative projects for learning by Anthony Sturpey and Cindy Heron. Perfect. Um, guys, I just want to thank you, the listeners, for downloading this podcast. If you like us, please take uh, some time to rate and review us in your podcast app of choice, whether um Listeners' ratings and reviews keep us high in the rankings and allow others to find us. If you have anything to share with us, please do so at Last Recap. If you have questions for Matt, you can share them using the Anchor app. You can search for Last Night Recap. You can leave us a voice message just like you would on your phone. And Matt, if people want to get in touch with you individually, how can they find you? Uh, I am at Matt6453. Perfect. Kurt, if people have got some ideas that they want to share with you, how can they do it? Or to get that worksheet? Um, <laughs> for, for more worksheets, um, <laughs> that's at worksheet. Uh, no. Um, M-E-E-S-T-R-K-U-R-T. And I just quickly wanted to um, say, if you want questions and want to um, participate early, go to the Apple Teacher Learning Center um, and have a look at both the EMEA and the Americas questions that are now bundled, and you can see them up front. Really good point. If you're wanting to uh, get in touch with me, I'm at mcoots81, C-O-U-T-T-S. Thank you both, and Johan is at Anderson, double S underscore E-D-U. Thank you both for your time, and a special shout out to Max. We've gone there. He's away. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, guys. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.